Welcome to Rhema for Today Radio. But many times, just while I'm praying in tongues, from somewhere way down in here, it'll just come up. It's difficult to explain spiritual things in natural ways. But it'll just rise up in me. It's just like you can sense something rising up in you. It begins to take shape and form. And you couldn't tell anybody mentally how you knew it to save your life because you understand don't have anything to do with it. But you know exactly on the inside of you. It's, it, it's such an encouragement because, see, you know if you do face another crisis, you know where your help comes from. You know how to get it. Are you listening to me? Welcome to Rama for Today. Kenneth E. Hagan continues his teaching, How You Can Be Led by the Spirit of God. Later in today's program, Ken and Lynette will tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, here's Kenneth E. Hagan with today's message. 1 Corinthians 14, 14. I'm going to read the Amplified Translation. This time I read the King James. I referred to the Amplified momentarily there. But the, King, the Amplified Translation reads, For if I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit, by the Holy Spirit, within me prays. When you pray in tongues, it comes out of your innermost being, out of your belly, or your innermost being, or out of your spirit. That's where it comes from. And because you've received the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit who resides in your spirit is giving your spirit the utterance and you're speaking it out. Therefore, when we read, the spirit of man is the candle of the Lord searching all the inward parts of the belly, we see that the spirit of man is our innermost being are the real man. Now you can understand something else and see it more clearly. All the leadings that I've ever gotten have come out of my spirit. And most of them have come when I was praying in other tongues. You could understand why. Because you see, your spirit's active little side thought. One reason that we fail so miserably in the church world as a whole, we've done so much of just one kind of praying. Praying with our understandings, mental prayers. We've endeavored to fight spiritual battles with mental abilities instead of praying out of our spirits. Instead of praying out of our spirits. I've found out this through these many, many years. In every crisis of life, in every crisis of life, I've learned to look to my spirit inside me. I've learned to pray in other tongues. And while I'm praying in other tongues, there comes guidance up from the inside of me. Because, see, my spirit's active. My body's not active. My mind's not active. My spirit's active. And it's through my spirit that he's going to guide me. And sometimes while I'm praying in tongues, I don't know a word to said in English. Sometimes I'll interpret it, and through the interpretation, I'll get some light and some guidance. But most of the time, not so, just once in a while. But many times, just while I'm praying in tongues, from somewhere way down in here, it'll just come up. It's difficult to explain spiritual things in natural ways. But it'll just rise up in me. It's just like you can sense something rising up in you, and it begins to take shape and form. 
And you couldn't tell anybody mentally how you knew it to save your life because you understand don't have anything to do it, but you know exactly on the inside of you. It's, it, it's such an encouragement because, see, you know if you do face another crisis, you know where your help comes from. You know how to get it. Are you listening to me? Now, now, every time in my own life, since I was healed and since I was born again, since I'd become a new creature and then filled with the Holy Ghost, if sickness came my way, and we oughtn't to take these things lightly, friends. If, if sickness came my way, and, and several times, to be exact about it, three different times in these, since I was healed, 1934, three different times, deaths actually come and fast itself upon my body. I won't have time to go into detail in all of them, but I remember I left my last church, went out on the field, field ministry, 1949. Well, you set out to obey God. Don't think it's strange that every devil of hell will be turned loose on you. <laughs> because if the devil can keep you out of the will and the plan of God, then he's thwarted to some extent God's will for you and God's plan that would bless others, particularly if you're in the ministry, you see. And I'll be honest with you, in seven-month period, or a few-month period, a five-month period, I fought more devils and more demons and more evil spirits than I had in 15 years of ministry put together times three. <laughs> multiplied by three. It seemed like all of them dogged my tracks. And I, no one relishes being gone from home just as a young man early 30s, 32 years of age, children left at home, my wife have to assume all that responsibility. And I just decided that it was too great a price to pay. And so I, uh, I decided that I'd go back to pastoring. I decided that. You see. And so I, uh, I canceled out my meetings at a convention I attended. I knew there were other vendors there. And if it, uh, I said it to the ones where I was supposed to go, if it wouldn't misput you, I'd just like to cancel. What are you going to do? I said, I'm going back to pastoring. I did hold one meeting after this convention because that would be too close to pastor already had advertisement out. I didn't want to misput him. Remember this, if you're a Christian, you always want to be ethical. You want to be a gentleman. Realize this, that you want to walk in love where anybody else does or not, and love always considers the other person before me. No matter how you are misput and put out, if you really walk in divine love, you'll consider the other person no matter what it costs you. And if every pastor said, no, you come on, I'd gone to every one of them. I've got to do that to keep my word. It's no wonder to me that some of you folks' faith never amounts to anything. Your word's no good. You won't keep your word. Your faith never will amount to anything. If you don't learn to be a man or a person of your word. Because you see, to get faith to work for you, you've got to believe in your words as well as believing in your heart. Don't look at me in that tone of voice. I'm telling you the truth about it. <laughs> Amen. Mark eleven twenty three said, Whosoever shall say and not doubt in his heart, but believe those things which he saith shall come to pass, he'll have whatsoever he saith. Those things which you say are words. Well, you're certainly not going to believe your words will come to pass when you're acquainted with your words and you know you're not a man or not a person of your word. I want to say it again. I've said it before. I'm going to keep on saying it. The Bible tells us in the book of Psalms that one of the characteristics of, a, of the spiritual pilgrim is one who swears to his own hurt and changeth not. He won't change. 
If I tell a person I'll do something, if I tell a pastor I'll do something, if a man has my word for it, if he won't let me out of it, if I tell him now God's leading me this way and he said, no, you come on here, I'll go on there. God told me to do that. Are you listening to me? I'm going to keep my word. If I don't keep my word, it'll affect my whole spiritual life. You need to be careful about telling somebody something if you don't believe it. Are you listening to me? Whether you realize it or not, it'll absolutely affect you. I'll tell people the truth every time. I won't tell somebody I'm glad to see him if I'm not glad to see him. I'm not going to start lying. <laughs> I won't tell him I'm not glad to see him. I'll find some way to say it without violating my conscience. I'm not going to tell somebody they're pretty if they're not pretty. Amen. I'm not going to lie. Say what you want to, it'll affect your faith. Well, that's just being nice. No, it's not. That's being devilish. Your faith won't work because after all, you won't believe in your own words yourself because you never kept your word with anybody. Don't shout me down because I'm preaching real good. <laughs> Amen. Sure get quiet, don't we? <laughs> get out of where you're living. It's all right if we're talking about the other fellow, but if we get talking about you, you don't get to meddling a little bit. That's something else. Let's see, where were we here in our Bible lesson? Anybody remember? <laughs> Well, I, well it, was, well, it was all right with each pastor, so I canceled out. They got them another evangelist. I went ahead and held this other revival for three weeks after this convention. And then I, uh, I had to set up to go preach on a certain Sunday to a certain church. Good church. Strongest church financially, full gospel church in that part of the state. Only one church ran more people than they did. So person-wise, it was second largest church in that part of the state. But financially, it was the biggest one. They paid their pastor the most. They had the most money. They did the most for missions of anybody else. The board said to me, Oh, Brother Hagin, I don't know you held revival. It really may not be necessary for you to come preach, but some of the, we've got some new ones in since you was here a couple of years ago to hold revival, so come preach for us on Sunday. But the board said to me, we'll just almost guarantee it. You see, Brother So-and-so, one of the former pastors that you preach for, he recommended, whoever he recommends, well, you know, I mean, if you want it, well, you've got it. But I had one Sunday off before I go there and preach. So on this off Sunday, my wife and I went over to visit a neighboring church in a neighboring town. I'm sitting in the Sunday school class, and I can tell you exactly what the lesson was about that Sunday. <laughs> pastor had this Sunday school. They tried to get me to teach it. I wouldn't teach. Two other pastors, preachers were there, ordained ministers, and they wouldn't teach. We said, well, we'll help you. You go ahead and teach it. You didn't know we was coming anyway. We just slipped in on him. The lesson was about Moses and the children of Israel. About Moses disobeying God and smiting the rock twice, you know, instead of what? <laughs> Well, I'm pretty well authority on disobeying God, you know, because I just got through disobeying Him. You're listening to Rama for Today. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagan. 
We do have a book that's by Dad, How You Can Be Led by the Spirit. And you know, honey, this is a very good book. You need this book. It is a fantastic book. And this happens to be the legacy edition that we're offering. And when Dad went on Be at the Lord in 2003, this book had been out for a while, but he had done some more teaching Teaching, on the subject. And so we redid the book. Mm-hmm. And and Ed. added that, that new material, and this is a this book is fourteen ninety five, and then if when you order this book, I am going to throw in my book Soaring with the Eagles, uh, and that would really make it a twenty three dollars and ninety cent value uh, value, but you're getting it for fourteen ninety five, and uh, I, you know uh, what I did, I talked about the eagle and how he how, how he does things and. And you know, uh, when it's time to fly, the mother eagle, she will push the eaglets out of the nest yes. and get under, and, and then she, she stands ready to swoop down, and if they're having trouble, to fly underneath them and catch them, you know, yes. and then let them go again until they learn to fly on their own. And you know, and I, I think maybe that's what some of us need to do with God sometimes. God, yes. God lets us out there, so mm-hmm. He He wants us to be on he our own. Us. But then, yes. he, then he, <laughs> if we get in trouble, He He's there to catch us and to help us and prop us up. And so, you know, honey, another thing I think about the eagle is the fact that they soar high, you oh, know, yeah. above everything else. And and I was thinking, with God, we can soar high above our yeah, situations soar, and our they problems. They soar above the storm. That's oh, right. So make sure you get a hold of this. This is important. You need this book, How to Be Led by the Spirit of God. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Rhema.org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Next week on Rama for Today, we have a lineup of guest speakers that you'll really enjoy. You'll hear great inspirational messages by Reverend Lynette Hagen, Reverend Denise Hagen Burns, and Reverend Patsy Caminetti. They're going to help you to know God's direction for your life through His Word. Be here next week on Rama for Today Radio.